See, in chemical farming, you use soil as a medium, as a base. And you put your seed two inches below ground, along with the DA, uh, uh, nutrients like uh, DAP or urea. Out comes the plant, then you start managing the pest. In between, you have used a lot of pesticides, insecticides, herbicides, weedicides. All those will get into you, into the seed of it, will get into you and will come out as a build-up residue after 15, 20, 30 years. This is what we are seeing. In the urban areas, you see people are borrowing, they're spending, uh, they're taking insurance, which is again very costly on a recurring basis. But nobody talks about natural farming. Natural farming is the only solution towards the ill health of the nation. The cancer age was 50-something. It's gone down to 38. Average. Just look at it. And we're not you moving towards it. Nobody talks about it. The media does not talk about it. I see people, kids losing hair, thick lenses, you know, uh, irritable behavior, so many issues. So, for the good of the society, for everybody's good, we have to go down to natural farming with a vengeance. Good afternoon, everybody. And thank you, Srijan, for this invite. And thank you, friends, for being here. My name is Sanjay Bhalla and I'm a natural farmer and I'm here to share my experience on natural farming and its impact on health, on human health, on farmers' health, on the consumers' health, on the soil, on the animals, on the bees, on the insects, the entire living beings in the fields. Uh, there is, I would, uh, most of you would agree that there is a crisis in health situation right now. And uh, I would just like to say one thing. Most of you are about 30, 40 years of age. But when I was say, about 40 years back, there used to be one chemist shop amongst three or four colonies. And now there are multiple chemist shops in one small market of one colony. So what does it show? It shows deterioration in health. You go to a hospital, private, big ones, very expensive ones, but there is a queue of people waiting outside. You go to government hospitals, still larger, longer queues. So what does it show? Does it not indicate crisis in health? It surely does. You go to a doctor, no GPs now, specialist doctors for kidney, liver, bones, brains, whatever. Again queues. So when I was about 18, 20, I remember, we used to very rarely go to a GP and GP was always there available. He had no customers. So what does it show? Total crisis in health. Now, what can be responsible for this crisis? In spite and despite technological advances in uh, industry, medical, all fields, biotechnology, we are still falling sick. It could be environment, it could be uh, lifestyle, it could be food. Food definitely is one. Food over the years, if you see, it has become totally chemical farmed. Food in eateries. <coughs> Food for a common man, food in restaurants is all chemical farmed. Food being sold by stores, packaged and processed food is all chemical farmed. There is no talk about fresh, natural foods. Just got a little quote from one of the philosophers. It makes a lot of sense. If your health is absent, 
you cannot apply your intelligence and I'm saying all this not from books we have experienced this I'm again stressing we've been doing it for six years and when we started people used to laugh that natural farming is not sustainable nobody has done it I said if somebody does not do it somebody does not bring the real product to the consumer and the consumer does not experience the real product the benefits of it he will not nobody will uh, care about it you know it'll just carry on people will keep talking about it there'll be few here and there projects so we uh, showcased uh, natural farming and we brought it to our clients I was amazed I mean there was a Eureka movement every day for me in the farm and from the client side when somebody said mere ghutno ki dard theek ho gayi mere edi ki team dard theek ho gayi you know somebody said my kid had a mental imbalance she is feeling much better now so we that is what inspired us and uh, one thing led to another so here i am sharing my journey with you and uh, to talk more about to highlight the goodness of natural farming we have to talk about chemical farming the ills of chemical farming so we're going to talk about natural farming little bit in depth no graphs no charts nothing more holistic talk and about food and direct relation to health it's a very cliche let food be thy medicine but it is so so true so okay what is so good about chemical farming no chemical farming is very good for your gdp you see right across the spectrum right from making agrochemicals fertilizers you need big industries a lot of cement steel plastics go in and then more goes in in terms of hospitals pharma medical care by the ill effects of chemical farming so our gdp the pharma and the medical uh, industry has been contributing or has been rising by about 18 to 21 percent few years back now probably down to 12 to 14 percent as per statistics uh, statistics and vis-a-vis -vis our normal gdp growth of five to seven percent so just look at the weightage how much weightage this has do we actually are we actually growing so it's an immense contributor to gdp that's about it what is the difference between um, natural farming and chemical farming see in chemical farming you use um, soil as a medium as a base and you put your seed two inches below ground along with the da uh, uh, nutrients like uh, DAP or urea out comes the plant then you start managing the pest in between you have used a lot of pesticides insecticides herbicides weedy sides all those will get into you into the seed of it will get into you and will come out as a build up residue after 15 20 30 years this is what we are seeing see like at my age group of 60 our foundation has been very strong last 40 years we are okay last 20 years we have been eating this bad food chemical farmed food so effect may not be there too much on it but the boy the kids who are born today the infants the toddlers teenagers they are having a very huge ill effect on their health very huge unfortunately we don't talk to them about it but if you look at it all the toxicological data of pesticides is based on what what research on your flying and crawling insects which weigh 50 milligrams to 150 milligrams and then you extrapolate it with safety limits lethal doses for humans to humans how much does a child a human child weighs when at the time of birth two kilos 
No, two gloves in milligrams is how much? 20 lakhs. 20 lakhs milligrams. And right now, if you're weighing 70 kilos, it is 7 crore milligrams. So you don't expect the toxin to affect you immediately. It builds up over the years. So it is causing a lot of damage. And now, like I said earlier, it is actually a crisis situation. Farmer is earning. And then by the end of it, he falls sick. He has to get rid of his house, his everything. Even in the urban areas, you see people are borrowing. They're spending, uh, they're taking insurance, which is again very costly on a recurring basis. But nobody talks about natural farming. Natural farming is the only solution towards the ill health of the nation, I would say. I think India is falling sick. So we have a huge responsibility to understand the subject and take it to um, uh, handhold the farmer because farmer cannot do it himself. This is the, I would say, the message I would like to give. A farmer cannot do it himself. He does not have the sustainability power. He does not have the wherewithal to understand. So guys like us should handhold them. These are all cliched statements. Uh, you know, farming depends on fossil fuel. You have tractors. Now look at natural farming. What do you use? I will talk about organic farming also, but I'm not talking about organic farming. It's totally different from natural farming. Organic farming will comprise your bionutrients, your biopesticides, again man-made. So you go for certification. You have greenhouses. You still get a certification of organic. You are having different soils. You're having cocoa peat. Then you're putting bionutrients with water, you know, but you're not allowing, then you're having greenhouses, glass houses, you're not allowing the four or five essential, essential parameters of nature, humidity, air, heat, insects, you cannot do it. It is so natural and I'm not saying it again, I'm repeating, you come to our farms and you can see, you can see the effect of um, the, the harmony between the insects, the soil, the birds, and uh, the health, you know, like th that was the whole idea. You know, we didn't want to make a vertical home. Oh, we must produce 5,000 liters of milk and we must produce few hundred kilos of uh, vegetables every day. We just wanted to go experience, talk to the farmers, take their ancient knowledge, their wisdom, apply it on different seasonal vegetables. Again, it has to be very seasonal. Again, the, that harmony is maintained only when the laws of nature are followed I mean, they apply only when everything is according to nature in that particular season. <coughs> you can put science to it. I am not degrading or, uh, you know, science is bad or whatever. But you have to be careful of the scientist. You have to be really careful of the scientist. They are all busy. I mean, I go to, I will not name the institutes, but I go to a lot of the institutes. They are all playing. They all have an agenda. They want their one and a half lakh scientists gets that much of money. They are not bothered. I mean, they can't do anything. Not that they're not bothered. They can't do anything. You know, they are governed by certain uh, things they have to showcase to the government. Small gears of a bigger machinery, which cannot yes. against the machinery. It's a very difficult situation. Also, as uh, from the top level, because we are 130 crore people. Now, how do you switch? The transition is very, very, very difficult. You know, there would be a revolution. People will not have any food to eat. So it's a very slow process. And uh, that's it. Now we were talking about fossil fuel. I wanted to talk about it later, but I'll talk about it now. Tractors. You, when you're on the uh, field, you're using a tractor. Tractor weighs about 10 kilos. 
tractor goes not with organic farming. Now certification of organic farming is given to farmers who are even using tractors. Now tractor will compact the soil, reduce the microbial activity, kill the microorganisms. It's common sense. You don't need any rocket science to see it. You can feel it and you can diagnose it in the sense if you go and you take a field uh, microbial uh, this thing filler and you will find that it is much 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 higher in naturally plowed fields. Then you're burning fossil fuel. You're also listening to that beautiful sound. I don't know how many decibels. You know, and now if you go to the villages, you will find a lot of people are having a lot of ear problems. Not only that, a lot of people, a man who drives a tractor, he lives, gives it after two years because his back's got a problem. So you have health issues coming there. Now, bullock plowing, what does it do? Bullock, whilst he is tilling six to seven inches, which is the entire the topsoil, unlike a tractor, which is two inches, so it's going deeper. And is throwing its dung and urine. So the microbial activity would increase. It would also, the dung will get aerated and get mixed with the soil. Normally fresh dung, if you see, you cannot put in the soil. You will get termites. But only when you aerate it and mix it with the soil, it does magic to the soil. And then the calmness of it, you're not belching smoke, you're not burning fuel, you got to experience it. So we have, a lot of people said no. When we started, we started with the tractors, we got two tractors and then now we gradually gave it up. In one farm, we don't allow a tractor and we've seen the results and in another uh, plot, which is 10 acres, we have a tractor and a bullock mix because we don't have enough bullocks. We have got 40 bullocks in preparation. Idea is to uh, get more bullocks so that every tractor is removed and also to sell the bullocks. By then, uh, people would have known the benefits of bullock plowing. Right now, the farmer laughs. But when he comes and sees an urban entrepreneur doing it, he's probably a little more, uh, you know, accepting. But we're still not there. Chemical farming fragments the web of life. Natural farming nurtures its wholeness. The entire insect life is so beautifully portrayed there. It's very, I'm not glib enough to describe that feeling. But once you come and you spend one or two hours there, you just keep looking at it. You know, at four o'clock, 4.30, when the birds fly back to their nest, a lot of insects, that's the time you can watch insects. You can watch different kind of insects you cannot even imagine. And we see it there. They're all so playful. Usme weed bhi ugra hai, usme insects bhi hai, bees bhi hai, sab kuch hai. Log kehte, aap weeds ko kyun allow kar rahe ho? You know, it'll spoil the crop. No. So natural farming again has to be integrated with dairy. So we said, okay, take off the weed. Now what do you do with the weed? Either you use it for mulching or you throw it, burn it, whatever. Or you dry it, grind it, get the carbon out of it, mix it with your cow dung. Nobody has the time, nobody has the money, nobody has the intention of doing it. What do we do? We give it to the cows. Uh, the uh, the crop haldi mein se nikala tulsi mein se nikala cows love it so imagine the kind of greens she is getting so all those greens will get into you so dairy without agriculture is no no dairy without poultry is no no I will divert here poultry we have got 500-600 birds what is the major role of a poultry Major role, unimaginable. It is so, so beautiful. 
we have one in one farm we've got 14 15 cows now we're increasing by another 10 these 14 cows we leave our herd of poultry they're open but because of different sizes the big ones can kill the small ones so we open by lots if you have a mound of dung believe me they eat it up so it's food for them they eat it up in three days it is totally flattened down in 15 to 20 days it is as black and dry as a fresh manure now we have put this in our tulsi in our haldi and the on the other side we are not doing it with poultry only cow dung the results are phenomenal fantastic now look put little signs to it cow dung has 0.8 nitrogen raw when you compost it you get about two two and a half poultry dropping though less in size but it's got three and a half percent so if you grow your greens you will find them more greenish so there's a lot of science to it <coughs> what i'm saying is do not interfere in the chemical process of farming chemical farming should not be allowed i am not against science use it use your science use diagnostic science to see what your product is uh, this thing uh, you know what constituents does it have phenols or carotenoids or whatever it has and then apply it people in the villages do not know these phenols and these vitamins and these other things but they know ye blood ke liye acha hai you know like there is something called hathi chak it's a rooty vegetable we grow it i learned it from my farmer it's for blood pressure so now there's a pune company which initially was making so i got i got deeper into it it reduces i was a high blood pressure patient so i don't use uh, no medication for the last 4 years now so I got in touch with this Pune company. They were making from real Hathi Chak, which they were getting from East UP and Bihar. And making this dose. But Hathi Chak, they could not get enough. So they synthesized that molecule and started selling synthetic molecules. You cannot ape nature. You cannot copy nature. It's proven. We are falling sick. And also I would say like a lot of people think, wow. Today, if I have natural grown food, I will become okay and I'll start dancing. No, just that you don't fall sick in a day, you will not get okay overnight with natural farm foods. It's a very slow process. Just like natural farming is a slow process, your body will also react slowly towards it. The root of unsustainability. You know, this thing was in fashion. Sustainability is a modern concern. Scarcely talked of at the time of green revolution. Nobody talked about it. We have been farming for 4,000 years. Some even say 10,000 years. Okay. And natural organic way. Our soils were fertile. Alkaline. India ko kehte thana sone ki churiya. If you look at research papers of 19th century, if you go deeper into Google, you will find that research papers talked about our soil. Very, very highly. But they were not propagated. So, but in the last four or five decades, the soils become acidic, totally acidic. So, instead of growing monoculture cash crops, we should be looking at growing multi-cropping. I'll come later, the difference between monocropping and uh, multi-cropping, how it can f help the nation, how it can help us. The point is not to tell you about the immediate effects of it. There is a larger perspective here. When you say multi-cropping, you can you don't do multi-crop with cash crops. 
गेहूं चावल ये सब यू डू इट इथ वेजिटेबल्स वी आर अंडर नरेशन इफ यू लुक एट आई एम नॉट पुटिंग इट हेयर बट इफ यू लुक एट गूगल आर पर कैपिटा कंजम्पन ऑफ वेजिटेबल्स इज द लोएस्ट देर इज नो कंपेरिजन और जो आता है वो भी जहर है सो वन सोल्यूशन लाइज दैट स्टार्ट मल्टी क्रॉपिंग हैव स्मॉल सेक्शन यू कैन डू वेजिटेबल्स एंड देन यू कैन डू स्मॉल सेक्शन इन वेजिटेबल्स मल्टीकल्चर a lot of your problems are solved you can use bullocks also that's one thing nobody is even talking about it bullocks right now of course your erosion of crop diversity everybody knows that all our seeds are gone and um, you have to buy your seeds you know and uh, now scarcity of organic matter agriculture has changed initially we used to have say jowar used to be 16 feet tall now you have those exotic dwarf varieties which are this small but they want to give fast production multi cut so it comes here cut it it comes again cut it so you get three rotations so more this thing but what happens when it comes till here see the taller one would protect the soil from the sun would also protect the soil erosion most importantly would give you what the biomass seed of the crop 5 to 15% is your seed or fruit whatever rest 85 to 95 is your biomass which we not putting today they in the newspaper 5th november onwards our cm will be doing something about air pollution because they are going to start burning the rice stock why should they burn the rice stock because of chemical farming if you if i feed that stock to my cattle what happens there so much i mean they harbor so much pathogens your cows will die that's why they have to burn it they have no choice so you are depriving the soil you are polluting the air i mean it's so beautifully connected you go to natural farming but it does not make a sense to grow commercially suppose you are rales you are uh, a big company or whatever you are tata billa mukesh ambani you will not go for natural farming not as yet because you can't get those volumes engineered pestilence so it has been an engineered destruction of our um, uh, total agriculture the exotic varieties grown with chemical fertilizer my thoughts were more susceptible to pests and diseases developed resistance and reproduced prolifically their predators spiders frog etc that feed on these insects and biologically control their population were exterminated so were the other beneficial species like bees and earthworms so if you come to a farm when it rains you can't step foot on the ground because it is covered with earthworms i am not talking about hundreds i'm talking about thousands and thousands so all all you see bees you see bhavra you see so much you just leave it end result is you still getting something see you don't you don't get a massive yield but you get yield for your cows so you you are uh, getting food for both for your dairy and for your consumers as went on as we went on the agri businesses technocrats recommended stronger doses and newer doses more toxic more expensive but the problem still worsened the cost of uh, ecology financial human all kept mounting everybody knows the chronic diseases cancer all getting younger
I was in Pune attending. There was a book ceremony opening on cancer. There was this um, lady called 36 years of age. So I asked the doctor and it was mentioned. He says, you'll read the book, it's mentioned. The cancer age was 50 something. It's gone down to 38. Average. Just look at it. And we're not moving towards it. Nobody talks about it. The media does not talk about it. You see, chemical farming started basically after the second war. There was enough nitrogen left, which was there for making bombs. So they had to do something about it. So they started the DAP and urea. And nitro they discovered magic and they started using. And then they started promoting fertilizers. But we have a history of 4,000, 10,000 years. India had the, again I'm repeating, had the most fertile soil. It is documented. It is all gone. And we have lost our ancient wisdom. So we have all these institutes now, schools, all government sponsored. All universities are talking about it. Chemical farming is propagated. Yesterday again, I was in toxicological department. I was with the beach people. I was with the technical mechanical section. It's very sad. I cannot reveal some things. They are totally insulated. They are totally insulated. And what will the poor farmer learn from them? See, it's very chemical farming robs the self-reliance, self-respect of farmers. Every, like I have just started six years back. So even I'm not able to hold on to my seed bank. But it's such an important part. If I can hold on to my seed and I use the same seed next year, my seed is better. But I have to go buy the seed. Okay, so it's more expensive. I am relying on outside external sources to buy my seed. There is deep, deeper thought when you do not keep your seed. It also gets genetically improved if you keep your seed. If you keep your seed for the following year, you will find that your yield increases. But we have lost that. Kesan knew it. But he's not able to do it because he doesn't have the wherewithal to keep that seed also now. Before, there were people in the house. He couldn't make food. Before, his son, big, big families, Chacha, Tau, everybody was living together. They were living together. They were allowed time. Two years, three years. Then they used to use it in the khet. But where is the time now? Where are the people there? People are not there. They've got jobs in forest. They've, got, they've gone out of this village. There is no will to do it also. So, what is the solution? They take a DAP urea bag and just spread it. Well, same. More of cancer. I don't have to say anything about this. We just spoke. It is violent. You are not even thinking of living beings. Now, you don't have to philosophize. Oh, you, why should you bother about killing living beings, microorganisms? It is in your own self-interest. If you kill, you lose. That's the biggest asset we have. Constantly we have been tinkering with technology, chemical farming and now like when I was telling you yesterday I was there, biotechnology. So from 40 to 80, this data was given to me yesterday, from 40 to 80 there was a tenfold increase in pesticide use. There is no data right now with the gentleman I met yesterday. In 35 only 7 in 6 pieces we started farming in 30s. 
In 35, only 7 insect species refused to run away or die when chemicals were sprayed. By 87, almost 32 years ago, despite newer, more toxic pesticides, more than 500 species were immune to them. Since then, it is likely that the number of resistant species has continued its exponential rise. See, when concentrated doses are unable to check the pest, I am talking about technology tinkering here. When concentrated doses are unable to check the pest, the farmers are tried, uh, told to try another stronger pesticide. Initially, a large number of pests may die by the new chemical, but the following, with the following generations of survivors, the story of newer, more resistant strains of pest developing is repeated all over again. As a result of this madness, we now have more insect species that were harmless to farm crops, but have become very, very damaging and uncontrollable pest in recent decades. With every thrust, industrial agriculture technology has only multiplied its problems. See, a lot of chemical, a lot of pesticides, chemicals like uh, organochlorine chemicals like DDT, of course, is banned now. Aldrin, dialdrin, chlorodane, heptachlorine. They remain in the soil for many, many years, even decades. They do not degrade easily and they just bioaccumulate. So they will progressively get transferred from soil to the crops and from uh, grass to the cattle. Steadily building up in the ecosystem and its numerous biosystems. Residues are found everywhere in vegetables, grains, fruits, meat, milk, etc. And they show up sooner or later. They definitely show up. When humans, you see, when you take chemicals inside, it gets absorbed by the small intestines. I am again repeating earlier, I said, all the toxicological data is based on small insects. There are no monkeys used. Monkeys are banned. Even squirrels are banned now. They had larger animals, no? So you were a little better off. But now they do it with this. So when, um, when you take these chemicals, they are absorbed by the small intestines. The toxins then adhere to the fat of the body, cumulatively piling up in the fatty tissues of such vital organs as thyroid, heart, kidney, liver, memory glands, testes. And they sit quietly for years. Again, till they decide to make their presence felt. Faced with the mounting problems caused by the chemical pesticides, yet another tinkering, agricultural scientists have begun to look at biotechnology for engineering a new solution. Some biotechnologies like vermiculture are fairly simple. Others entail breeding of slick, naturally occurring beneficial microorganisms. Again, moving away from the natural order. Agricultural biotechnologists may recommend artificial introduction of certain predator species and parasitoids to control pests. But in a mixed natural farm, in a mixed natural farm, this is quite unnecessary. There occurs a natural succession of different kinds of insects and their predators, which appear on their own according to the needs of the existing situation. So these diverse, the availability of diverse food and vegetative habitats free of toxic chemicals allows for self-regulation in balancing the population of the different species of creatures. On the other hand, the introduction of a particular exotic species, I have tried all this actually. We used to do, I used to get a lot of microorganisms from there to enhance or to expedite my composting, did a lot, but nothing worked. 
it could not work with an urban farmer. You think it will work with the real farmer? He does not have the basic understanding of biotechnology. So all these technologies sold by the government are on papers. So if such predators are unable to survive by adapting the new predator series which they are wanting to introduce, if they are unable to survive by adapting to the newer environment, so what are the uh, consequences? There could be wider consequences because you are tampering again with isolated elements of an essentially interrelated large system. The biological control agents are usually capable of self-dispersal, self-propagation. The introduced predator species might itself become rampant under certain conditions or cause some other undesired secondary effects and thus the unintended or intended technological solution should could well turn into a new ecological problem. We don't know. Chemicals are banned after 20-30 years of use. Here also this biological control may end up having other giving us other problems which we may discover which we may discover after many years. You heard of cases of big multinationals in America being fined for billions of dollars but after making billions of dollars. So new dependence too is set up on external sources like large insectaries where I was there yesterday for obtaining the recommended predators and parasitoids and a few standardized variety bred in artificially controlled conditions. I will leave all this but um, what is really need is, needed is to understand and follow simple basic guidelines instead of getting lost in a maze of details and surrendering to the mercy of chemical farming. So that's what I meant by tinkering, technology versus nature's balance. You would agree with me, living creatures have an equal right to live. Everything in nature is useful and serves a purpose in the web of life. The birds, the spiders, the frogs, like I mentioned earlier, they all have a purpose. They, they all act like um, predator species, you know. There's something very interesting also in um, monocropping. I'll keep going back. In monocropping, when a, a host plant is attacked by a pest and he loves it because he's got the food, the right kind of food he wanted and then he goes on and on and on and he multiplies and he sees large areas, tracts of land being that host plant is available. So he multiplies. So this is a problem. So Kisan will put some pesticide. In multi-cropping, if you stop it, you go to the next one, the pest will not like it. And he may live his life of 4 to 21 days. All pests have a life of 4 to 21 days, not beyond that. So you have to handle pests in a way that let him eat whatever he eats. And he will always eat the weak plant, never the strong plant. Now, in chemical farming, when the pest comes, the foundation is very weak. So he eats 5% the plant will wilt. Farmer panics, he throws the pesticide. In organic farming, you will see that even if he's eaten 30%, the plant is standing straight. But the leaves will have holes. A lot of our consumers complain, oh my God, holes nahi chahiye. It should be a good-looking aloo. You know, it should be a good-looking patta. This is what we have to disseminate this information that you should accept it. So that web of life is there, it's maintained and you can see it. Um, you can go on a macro level. There are owls, there are rodents, there are nevlas. Wherever there are nevlas, we have snakes. It's so beautiful. I see a snake during uh, uh, monsoon once every 10-15 days. Harmless. Initially, farmers used to be very worried. Oh my God, they will call the beanwala, give him thousand bucks to remove it. You've been to the farm and seen that. Now we love it. And he's, he's probably going for the rats. 
So it's a balance is maintained at the micro level and at the macro level both. So you see a lot of frogs. You see a lot of sparrows which are not to be seen nowadays. You see a lot of bees. Then you make a comparison. Why the bees are not, the birds are not there on the other farms, people who are doing chemical farming. Why they are not there? It's simple. There is no rocket science to it. Now most important, perennial fertility regeneration. What does it say? So again, you give it back the biomass to the soil. You will not need anything from outside. It's common sense. But you have to stand with the farmer and tell him, give him that confidence. You know, initially when you start, you will have problems. So I would say anybody who gets into natural farming, say no to the chemical pesticides from day one to the nutrients like DAP urea, which do not contribute the biomass, but still gives nitrogen. If you put too much of DAP urea, again, there's a lot of problems like eutrophication. They go down and they spoil the water table and all. But um, reduce, suppose recommended doses, 10 kilos per big or whatever. Go down to 5 kilos. Rest put cow dung. Gradually, in a year or two, remove that. Because you will not have so much of cow dung. It needs one year, two years to compost it. Not if you do poultry, you will have it in 30 days. So, perennial fertility regeneration is done automatically. You don't need nutrients from outside. We have spoken about multi-cropping. Everybody knows about companion planting. It is part of multi-cropping only. You can also have, um, to do pest control, you can have ganda you know there are other leaves you can google in and just see companion planting you'll have a lot of ideas just implement those i'm not talking about bijamrit jivamrit you can look at it in google but what we do is very simply what we do i'll talk about jivamrit it's very simple what is the cfu colony forming unit in our desi cow nobody talks about it Fifty thousand cfu you look at a buffalo, the CFU is 8,500 and imported cow is around the same or little less than buffalo. So you have that microorganism base live. Now in Jeevamrit, you put that, whatever the formulation is, 10 kilos, and then you put urine. So you have the microorganisms from the urine, from the dung. Then what do you do? You feed. What do you feed? Good. Then you get soil from a neem or a banyan tree. Again, microorganisms of different kind. Put it. Put chana, again food, put jaggery, food, diluted with water. So microorganisms develop like this. On the seventh day, they peak and then they drop. So be prepared to drop the micro, the jivamrit onto your field on the seventh day. Very simple. We have seen the results. But farmer ke pas time yoga. Now you have to see na, what day you will be giving water. Aapka wo ho gaya. Usain, aapka pani ki nahi hai. You don't require to put water. So what do you do with the bijamrit? Oh, sorry, Jeev Amrit. So these are the things we have experienced on ground zero and uh, it works even our pesticide control. We don't do any pesticide control now. When I say pesticide means bio pesticide means neem. Hum niboli leke uska oil bhi khud banate hain because usme bhi garbadi hai bhaar ka. Wo original oil lete hain, gaumutra lete hain, dilute karte hain. The farmer knows it. I don't even know the formula. Wo the milky plant arc or something. He puts it, puts lal mirch, hari mirch, tikhi mirch, whatever, makes a little concoction, puts it. If there's a fungal disease, you put a fermented product to get rid of the fungal disease. 
you use a chas over fermented chas so we have done it practically it works very well now even we don't do that because the ground is so beautiful uh, there is no need to do any pest control now only keep giving your nutrients so with dap urea again i keep saying you don't get the biomass with cowding you get the biomass which is very essential for retention of moisture you know there are so many things like when we use even tractors rotavators you are spoiling the clay silt sand ratio and when the rain falls that ratio is totally screwed and there forms a layer down and the water does not seep in and then it trickles off cause a soil erosion your water table goes down we are seeing it uh, we have put solar in the last 6 years water table in our this thing is at 28 feet lot of neighboring farms it's gone down to 70 80 feet now we are lucky we are lucky that hamare yahan ka nahi gaya but you know it is not necessary when the water is going in that it will only stick into your aquifer it can go anywhere else but we have been very lucky with that so we have observed these and we are very pleased with the results and we share it everybody gains by natural farming especially the children whom we owe a great responsibility i just can't even tell you that i see a lot of kids in one line of business i have i interact with kids a lot uh, right from infants to this thing i see people kids losing hair thick lenses you know uh, irritable behavior so many issues so for the good of the society for everybody's good we have to go down to natural farming with a vengeance my favorite topic importance of cattle in natural farming i'm not talking about milk or anything here like i said the bulls and the bullocks are very important i will talk about the bull maybe it does not contribute directly to your natural farming but it keeps your cows very happy now we are having cement sext technology that you i was there yesterday again with another department i spent my entire day there they very happily they saying why don't you start this you have lovely set of bulls you can draw the cement and you can have one bull doing it with you know many cows i will not dwell deeper into it but i argued it out with him that it will have very bad results in the days to come there is nothing like natural mating and i've seen it when we started i used to get my cement doses from gujarat under nddp national dairy development board program and i was very charged up and i used to buy 1000 2000 5000 doses i had 2 liters 4 liters 5 20 40 50 liters containers go from here to mathra my daughter was married i was free man and um, i wanted to do something and i kept injecting all gheer bull cement right from here to uh tappal you know on the expressway and then you go down to tilkagadi maragadi and all those stations and then i just realized that when you put a cement dose i was pretty successful 80% but otherwise it's 40% success rate why cow gets into heat on 22 days every 22 days now when you, with artificial insemination you don't know what time is the heat coming so the farmer observes then he calls the vet the wet comes probably a day later the peak 
period is gone. The peak heat period is gone. But he still comes. He's got a free dose from the government. He charges the farmer 500 bucks or 400 bucks. He's made his money, puts an injection, goes. What happens? Farmer does not suffer. She has not been impregnated. She's not conceived. But she's milking. So farmer ko farak nahi padta. Wo wait karta next ke liye. Doot to aara na. But what has happened in this meanwhile? Hormonal imbalance. This is what is happening. And then when luckily after two, three ones, two, three missed shots, what does he do? Now he's become very clever. His reputation is at stake. So he comes with an estrogen injection and puts it up puts her on artificial heat and then injects. This is what the new technology is also doing. So, a happy cow will give you better milk, a better farm produce, you know. So, this is the story of bulls. Bullocks, I talked about natural farming. I talked about plowing, what it does. It pays for itself, not to the farmer right now. Because like I said, he does not have the wherewithal. You know, 20, 30 years back, he still had a good standing. He's become very, very poor now. He cannot do it. So we have to stand with him. I have so many times wanted to go deeper. I went to Mathra to do a project, but I failed miserably. But I learned and I came back. I said, let me stick here. Let people come and see. But one day, inshallah, I will go there. Deeper into it. Be amongst them. So what, what more about cows? Now cow dung is being used from ancient times, something very interesting here in agriculture. It has played a very significant role in plant growth and plant protection. We never talk about the science behind manure. We just say khad hai. You know, we are not able to communicate very effectively. The diversity of microbes present in the cow dung are efficient degraders of complex organic matter like cellulose, lignin, chitin, xylin, etc. And hence the cow dung, hence the use of cow dung in composting. No, no, nobody talks about it. The predominant phyla detected in various studies are bacteriodites, firmicutes and probacteria. I was with this young lady, research scientist. So all this information we shared and I jotted it down, you know. And she says, it is the best thing if you can do it. But can the farmer do it? Again, the same question, but we guys can do it. Now studies have also detected Acinetobacter bacillus, Senostrophomon, Pseudomonas species, which have already been reported as IAA. IAA is endophil acetic acid. It's a growth hormone. It's been detected. It's there. And CDO4 producers, again, iron carriers, you know. Many of these species have been reported to have nitrogen fixing and phosphate solubilizing activities, thereby imparting plant growth activity of cow dung, as observed by farmers over years. Several genera of bacteria, Bacillus and Pseudomonas, are known for antagonistic properties against bacteria and fungi. This justifies the use of cow dung as a purifier in religious practices and also for disease suppression in natural farming. You know, I use, um, I burn a cake every day. I don't need scientific evidence now because I went initially to frack laboratories, to sham laboratories. Initially, I'm talking about four or five years back. But then by then I was getting my testimonials on increase of HTL, increase of calcium, increase of iron with ghee and other products. And I said, wow, no wonder the cow was revered in sacred. So there was something. And then so many things we were there, I not a right forum to talk about it, which came so true. 
which was written in our ancient scriptures. Everything came true. From that point onwards, I started believing that whatever is written in the scriptures, by that inference, obviously anybody would believe that everything is true. So when you come to my office and you go to my house, I burn a dunk cake every morning. I, I lit a lamp. And it does something. It does something. My maids are very happy. You know, it gets rid of the bad bacteria. I'm not able to pinpoint, but it feels very good. Anyway, so enough of cattle, health, food and agriculture, they have worked in isolation instead of working in unison. See, nutrition is not only essential for life, but for a healthy life. You must learn the connection between what you eat and how you feel. When you eat something nice, don't you say, wow, you feel good. When did you last feel that way? Maybe with some superficial enhancers you still feel, but you know what I'm talking. So understanding the clear connection between your health and your diet may spur you to make better dietary choices and then may make you look, make you seek, make you source naturally farmed foods. That is the beginning. If you can't get into farming, you'll try to source it. The farmers will be encouraged, oh my God, this man is looking for naturally farmed. It's already started, but it has to grow exponentially now. Everything that we, I mean, we take food for granted, but uh, food is important. It gives us the fuel to think, energy to move our muscles. The micronutrients, the vitamins, the minerals are there so that our bodies can function. You just don't need food to sustain. You must enjoy the food. You must feel better. That is the whole idea. Believe me, at my age, when I eat my roti, whole wheat ka roti, I'll come to that also. Gluten intolerance, lactose intolerance. But when I eat my roti, full whole wheat ka roti, with this much of butter, it gives me the same pleasure which I had when I was 10, 15, 20. We have forgotten that. What butter are we eating? Amul's yellow butter? with a lot of preservatives. The whole industry, see farming is one, processing is another one. Though everything is adulterated, right? From your refined oils to your atta, to your milk, to your paneer, to your ghee, to your chas, a buttermilk, which is such a beautiful thing. We need some approaches, innovative approaches to produce these foods and then to make it available and affordable. Right now, my food is very expensive. Why? Because I have a very social cost, high social cost on it because I got 40 bullocks and another 20-30 bulls. We have 30 acres of land all on lease so we pay rentals. I'm not a farmer. Of course when I'm there I'm like a farmer. I'm tilling the land myself but we employ almost 70 people at the farm. So there's a large, a large huge cost on this thing. So we our products are very expensive. But I would really want that uh, it should be affordable. But even then, perspective has to change. You know, a lot of people say 70% of my clients are from middle, medium class to lower class. You will not believe this. They are more aware. Simply they are more aware. So they put a perspective. A petrol pump attendant will come every week to take two or three liters of milk. And he feels a difference. He says, yes, Sir Ji, I said, Sunday, I said, 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 so, 
Affordability is very important. So more and more people get into it. Better for the society. So there are opportunities, like I said earlier in my presentation. If you have to do multi-cropping, if you have to do natural farming, vegetables, forget about cash crops. There is a huge opportunity for all of us to start producing vegetables in a natural way. And vegetables are a very important part of our diet. It's got the um, carotenoids, phenolics, alkaloids, everything it has got. But unfortunately, we are, um, we are taking a lot of pesticides along with it. On riverbed Yamuna, you know, a lot of people may say you are uh, you do, doing agriculture on the riverbed. Isn't the water bad? If the water was bad, I wouldn't have 150 kids, bachas. We have 12 to 15 deliveries every month. I drink that water. You come and drink that water. You will go gaga. It's so tasty. Again, nature, we're 150 meters away from the river Yamuna. We're not using the surface water. So all these vegetable walas, now Delhi government has banned, they're using the surface water. Again, nature, nature, sand filter, when you have a swimming pool in the house, what do you put? A sand filter to get till 25 microns. But nature not only removes that, it does the, it reduces the bacterial. My thing is no E. coli. My TDS is 198. My hardness is barely 38, 40. You drink that water and with lots of minerals. So a lot of times when I'm coming home, I pack it in this thing. So you, we are naturally getting blessed, I would say. So water is very important. So sabji mein kariye. Aap log jase bade bade crops ko chodi. Get into sabjis. And it's got so much like, you know, palak, spinach, lot of iron. You eat it and you'll see the result. A lot of people come back. They say, they share their diagnostic results with us. I'm feeling so wonderful. My iron is, you know, gone fantastic. My calcium has gone good. Otherwise, you can fool a person once. You can't fool the person every time over a year. Over a long period, you cannot. So, we increase the yield and we give higher remuneration to farmers. You know, I gave a lot of proposal to Ministry of Dairies and to Agriculture also. In... This is an idea which I am giving you people. When you go beyond Lucknow Kanpur towards Varanasi, I used to do a detailed study, Sultanpur, Ayodhya, outside Pef, Ajao, Mirzapur, Banaras. The Kisan gets 22 rupees for the milk. Is it sustainable? So I announced in Sultanpur that I will give you 40 rupees. So there is a whole lot of activity, but nothing is maturing. So not, not double income increase. It is many times increase. See, in 22, you're probably earning one rupee. Now you're earning 18 rupees more. But in 22, actually, he's not earning one. He's giving a lot of adulterated product. A lot of adulterated product. It's very sad. We can talk about that kind of adulteration. I've seen it because when I used to go to Mathra, I adopted a village. I lived in that village for, it's called Tilkagari. And... They cheated me, but I got a PhD in return because they showed me what is the adulteration which happens. How do you make ghee? What do you give to the cow? Oxytoxin. How do you increase the fat of the, this thing? How do you increase the SNF? Because they get paid based on fat and SNF. So anyway, so high remuneration to farmers is a must. Is a must. 
So I think vegetables production, forget about milk for the time being, vegetables production provides a promising economic opportunity to reducing rural poverty and unemployment. So I would say for me, this is a very serious thing and I'm making a foray into this. You're getting in touch with a lot of farmers. We are trying to give them cows. Well, you have one acre, you take two cows from us. We buy your produce, you come under us. So we have just started now. Thank you. Sir, I want to ask you uh, one question. Yeah. I mean, earlier it was said that, you know, the, the crops in Punjab, they were one of the best wheat crops. But now um, we hear that every day a train of conservations is coming from there. What is the reason for this? reason is use of pesticide. What else? Excessive use of pesticide. Okay. See, the farmer is uneducated. He sees the chemicals in the chemical. See, what does it cost? This zero budget natural farming is a very wrong thing. It is not zero budget. It's more expensive. Natural farming, mm -hmm. now it has been re-christened as Subhash Palekar natural farming. So I tell Subhash Palekar ji on the phone many times. I said, sir, you talk about the bullock. Where is it? If you do five bullock, you will do five bullock in a bullock. If you do five bullock, you will have six women. If you put it in 1800 and after that, he will come to the weed. And what are you doing? You are putting a chemical in 100 rupees. You are putting a weed aside and you are finishing the weed. So, the problem will come. Now they are realizing. Now they are realizing. Because everybody is falling sick. Like you write about the cancer train. But how to get out of it? See, it's a very difficult situation for the government also. Solutions have to come from us. Of the stock ka rice burning it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Pele for humans, 5 to 15%. Middle greens for us. Uh, no, for the pashu, for the cattle. Niche ka stock usko, uh, soil ke liye. So it's a win-win situation. Now we can't do it. Because even the processing, the harvesting typing has changed. Because now what you do is your reaper comes, the new machine, it will cut from here. So you cattle ka bhi kush milega. Then you can't even take it out to put it in the soil. You can't cut it, na? It's a little bit. You're neither here nor there. So you have no choice but to burn it. Our this agriculture sector is very unorganized. Yes. And uh, there is no such focus like education. Because there's lots of engineering college, medical college. But compared to that, agriculture college is less. And uh, everyone knows that it is not sustainable. Because lots of farmers are dying. Yes. Doing suicides. So no one wants to put their hands in this. So what uh, is the uh, criteria? for selecting this type of natural farming because it is not sustainable. It is not sustainable. So you source natural farm produce and give more money to the farmer if it is naturally farmed. Abhi ek kile mein se, one acre mein se, his income is barely 30,000. So you have two rotations, 60,000, 5,000 rupees a month. That's his sales revenue, not his less the seed cost, less the water. And average size is what? Less than two, uh, less than one hectare now per farmer because we've all split our 
farms. So how can he earn? He cannot earn. So it's been supplemented by dairy. Again, segregate. Ho gaya. Dairy has to integrate with agriculture. Poultry, beekeeping, goat farming, fish, aqua prawns, whatever. So these are all short-term quick fixes, which will not work, which will confuse the situation more. So I'm sharing this with you that many of us here who listen to this should look at an integral solution. If you can't do it yourself, partner with few people of like-minded people. So you can probably do it. One thing very good, like I said earlier, uh, very important. If you take out from your diet, few things, you will have less issues. Ek vegetables ho Do not use common salt. Do not use refined sugar. Believe me, use desi kansari. Go to the village, get desi kansari. You will not have peak in your this thing. You eat desi kansari ka kuch bhi apne shikanji mein dali, kisi mein bhi dali hai, and you eat. Take an acumeter. You will not have a peak. It does not. Just do it. Your sugar, blood sugar remains same. In fact, it controls it, I would say. You deprive your body of a lot of people say diabetic or do not have desi kansari. Do not have this. Are you just the way when you do natural farming, you do not, you do not avoid air, humidity, wind, sun, etc. Like I mentioned earlier. Similarly, in this, you have carbs, you have vitamins, proteins, minerals and sweetness. Sweetness is the most beautiful orgasmic thing, I would say. Or ab piche bhi dekhe. आप स्कूल जाते थे माँ भी आपको मिठाई खिलाती थी आप कहीं पे भी जाओगे तो पहले मिठाई का आता था वो मिठाई अब एडल्ट्रेट हो गई है सो द होल थिंग अबाउट स्वीटनेस हैज बीन डिस्टॉर्टेड आई वुड से माय पोस्ट ब्रेकफास्ट काउंट इज 105 यू नो एंड आई वाज 185 फास्टिंग सो ऑल दिस थिंग्स यू चेक ऑन योरसेल्फ सो सो इट बैलेंसेस आउट यू नीड ऑल द न्यूट्रिएंट्स about oil. India is the largest importer from for crude palm oil. You know, when it arrives into the customs, it is as black as this. And when it is sold at 40 rupees to all these blenders, it is beautiful, shiny, golden you it's got. You know, it's fantastic. So whether you're buying groundnut oil, 40-50% is blended with refined palm oil. Up street can there be 40 wala use karte hain. there's a plant. He's become a very dear friend. So I don't talk to him so aggressively. So but he knows and he gives me a lot of inputs. I don't have the right to reveal. But he's a very big man. He's giving it to everybody. There's so much adulteration. Even in mustard there's adulteration. Rice husk. Aap same as mustard, mix it, water and oil do not mix, put a miscible agent, ban gaya mustard. Ab gaon ke kolu pe bhi nahi aap trust kar sakte, aap jaoge na, wo kolu se nikal raha hai, wo, you see we are learning, so we intact, wo pehli palm oil andar chhod dega, do tin pehli dal dega, upar se, wo dal hai nijay se, aap nikal raha ho. So ek dafya aap wo pure le loge, this is processing, farming is another issue. Similarly, Milk, are vegan? Anybody's a vegan here? With no offense, men. It's a fashion from cows, cruelty. Are it happens there, not here. 
there the cows 80% of the cows are culled after the first lactation 80% no cow sees the third lactation 20% remains for the second one so what will they do they will get as much milk in the first year itself so that is the whole philosophy hamare yahan pe 15 bihat hain cow will give you 10 to 15 lactations now comes the issue of what do you do with unproductive cow i will put it very simply if you have cow from uh, childhood and she gives you 10 15 bachchas will you throw her when she stops giving milk do you throw your parents out just look at the thought very simple you can afford it she's given you 14 15 babies now that you get into farming you get a cow who's on fifth lactation fourth lactation when she finishes off her milk you throw her away you sell her and you you get another cow you don't holistically develop that cow once you do that she increases in yield she increases the quality of milk so but ye vegan to wahan se aaya cruelty to animals yahan cruelty nahi hai any other question any product any see all lot of times if you have any health issues you can put this question to us i have a i have a group in um, which i have the vats from everywhere all over india and i throw this question to them i get an answer in hindi sometimes you have to have an interpreter and i give it to a lot of my clients sometimes it takes 2 3 days 4 days also there is so much of wisdom that you can't imagine about cancer treatment when you go to the forest when you go trekking texlata uh, is used in uh, cancer treatment how it used to be a natural plant how the foreigners came and they took it away from the hills now somebody with money is growing dwarf varieties i went and met the lady near will it have the same effect no and also now it's being synthesized but wo naturally mare tha forest ke andar texcata texcata samjha da you google in there's so many things i was in manipur about two months back everybody said why are you going in such a dangerous area nothing i went to imphal from imphal i went to ukrul lungar longibi amazing knowledge they are eating so organic there's something called black haldi i learned for the first time i couldn't get it you know i, I there's one farmer who would not give it to me he says i will not this is like medicine because i asked the elders i said what is the best product he says kali haldi or kali uh, ginger I said wow i didn't know about it so i started sourcing 3 4 days i spent i couldn't so i gave money to this fellow i said you will get it for me now he's got it he has uh, dried it and luckily when i came back to imphal i found a man who would give me little bit of kachri haldi at an exorbitant price you don't even get it for 20000 rupees a kg kachri haldi uh, sorry black haldi i haven't seen the results as yet so i got that instead of drying and selling it no what i did in my farm i planted and they have come the plants are beautiful the haldi plant you grow a lot of haldi and they have this black streak it's so beautiful now i'll see the effect of it we'll go deeper into it so there is so much of knowledge in our uh, ancient uh, systems we just got to seek it and put it to application you just have to do that wo apne aap effect aayega yeah i had a question about the uh, cancer incidence that you talked about the age at which cancer is detected is grow- going down so uh, my question is is there any real epidemiological study that has uh, shown this and also whether or not this is only a function of our improved detection and diagnosis tools rather than actual uh, increase in incidence see you may say that initially people lived with that so it was never diagnosed people always had it no you tell me something even if you have a small headache 
Will you not go to a doctor? We did not have headaches even when I was 20. I'm 60 right now. Then 15, 20, we used to go to our doctor Puri in Karolba. He was always sitting. I would I, if I had a headache, would I not go? So what is this bunkum talk we are talking about? It was not diagnosed. So I'll, I, if you want, you can uh, send me a mail and I'll send you his name. You will find the statistics on that book. Now that statistics is right or wrong, I don't know, maybe scaring people. But you can see it, it's in your face. You can see it yeah, wherever you go. So, well, I had one question. What is the in genesis of chemical farming? Like the powerful narrative about 60s, 70s that India is, you know, going to be falling short of food production. We had food import, PL480. So, if everything was fine and dandy, why didn't we stick with natural farming and fed whole population? There must be some reason why people started using all these pesticides. See, they are vested interest. Now, if you look at it, a simple thing like olive oil. How much is the import of olive oil you Google in? 11,000 crores of olive oil was imported into the country. Does Italy, the Mediterranean areas, do they make so much of olive oil? If you look at the olive oil, cola, wheat and all these people, it is all blended. It is made by the Indian importers. 5 liter ke can be in ka naam aata hai. And you go there and you ask questions, they don't allow you inside. But that's an ethical challenging question. In name of organic or natural, you can also sell something which is not. So people can continue to blend. I'm saying that if our... You know, soil was so fertile 5,000 years back. And yes. we, if everything was so good, why did we shift to chemical farming? Because neither there was food production, poverty at the farmer level. Whether there these things did change or yeah. not, but that was the narrative given I to I think us. we were a young nation. We were busy with uh, after independence. We were busy um, organizing ourselves. Sir, I have one question. Uh, like uh, what you're talking about, we are country of, uh, you know, like this uh, vested interest industries there with the huge lobbies who create narrative, you know, at the drop of the hat uh, and uh, like uh, we are being fed like uh, we want fresh vegetables every morning and uh, you see like government is bound to provide what is, you know, population is demanding. So I attended this Kisan Unnati Mela uh, one year back in Pusa and uh, they were just uh, giving solutions from hybrid seeds. So, so where is the hope? Like uh, I, I uh, lived with the, in um, Masur uh, farm where a young engineer was trying to create, you know, like natural farming and this. But it was a huge lot of a struggle. Like uh, it is viable. Like uh, this industry, vested interest industry make everybody controversial. Because uh, the doctors who uh, want to provide real solutions... Uh, in their uh, in their reports, they make them uh, controversials. They make everybody controversial except their mainstream industry, like hospitals. They work uh, silently, and their uh, hospitals are miserable criminal spots where white collar uh, white collar uh, people, you know, they are uh, they are just uh, covering each other. And I don't have anything against uh, the profession of uh, medicine or doctors. But what I'm saying today, we are a country of middle, you know, <laughs> I, I know, <laughs> you know what, what I'm mean, yeah. saying. So, uh, because uh, I tell you one more thing that in Kerala, I lived there for three years. So, people talk dharma at the tip of the tongue, but in their heart, that is greed. They want to sell more and more Ayurvedic medicine and they want to show their farm. But they are uh, squeezing uh, every drop of milk from the cow 
and they are having this uh, cow being lactated for you know like um, as much as possible so uh, <laughs> these good words are like uh, i know uh, like uh, this uh, palekar uh, shri palekar he is doing real job because i found his tomatoes and his vegetables are really smelling very good yes. which uh, nothing smells in delhi nothing smells like apples are coming from cold storage mm-hmm. and they get very irritated when they see somebody smelling the fruits and so it is happening slowly the support system is being built like you talk about apples i get my apples from roru uh, uh, 125 kilometers ahead of shimla it's very tough you get those apples and they're very nice but then how much can i buy 100 150 kilos his harvest is 1 ton 2 tons or whatever each weekly plucking so there are a lot of issues but we are helping we are associating you know so the fact that we are having this uh, sort of a discourse and you are present here i am present here we are thinking so solutions will come slowly just keep doing your work forget about chemical farming just keep doing your work feel the results see the results that's it it'll all increase in very small increments